0: tell her, it's time for tea spill the top, please tell her, it's time for tea spill the top. Hey babies, this is Dee, and you're listening to Dee's Pillow Talk. This podcast is a platform to uplift, encourage, and enlighten women and men. To show them that no matter how many stones people may throw at you, with God, all things are possible. I'm using this platform to tell my story. People always say, never judge a book by its cover. Well, you see my cover. Now it's time for you to read my book. Thanks for listening. God bless. Today's title is The House Without the Cornerstone.
1: There's a girl in the corner, just turned 18. Ever since she was little, it was always her dream to marry a man who would treat her just right, with loving best friends for the rest of her life. But as she grew up, her friends all grew cold So she twisted her life just to fit in their mould Now her biggest fear is that she'll be rejected She'll try anything to feel loved and accepted She posts photos on Instagram, hoping that now Her body attracts what her heart can't somehow, slowly turning herself into something she's not, desperate for anyone to think that she's hot. But the love that she craves has never come through, and all the dreams she wants held just haven't come true. If you ask how she is, she'll say that she's fine. She disguises it well, but she's dying inside she tried parties and drinking just a little to start anything to fill that big hole in her heart
0: there was a man who built our home he built our home without the cornerstone now we are left with the only leaning cows on the street there was a man Who built our home he built our home without the cornerstone now we are left to live on unsettled ground i don't understand you were supposed to be the overseer of the construction of our new life there was a man who built our home he built a home without the cornerstone now how are we supposed to start a new family on unleveled ground but you allowed this man to build our home without any credible it's supposed to be the head of this family. You should have known that a house built without the cornerstone would never last. But yet, you relied on love, and love cannot do it anymore. Cause there was this man who built our home. He built our home without the cornerstone. Now we are left with the only leaning house on the street and seeing that she was the head, the head is always supposed to know and understand that the cornerstone is the first stone that is in the construction of a foundation. All other stones will be set in reference to this stone, thus determining the position of the entire structure. And this is my story. Hey babies, this is Dee and you've been listening to Dee's Pillow Talk. Well, we're going to start right where we left off. So at the age of 17, I landed myself back in jail because I started running away from the group home to be with my ex-husband. After the court date, I spent like about 40 days in jail so I get out, and my ex-husband, he was the first person that I seen. My mom lived right around the corner, so we ended up walking back to her house. So that night, it was like we talked all night long. We just, We just wanted to see what the next level could be. And I was so young and he was still young too. easy to, to judge someone when you're not presented with the same issues. It's easy to say what you will and you won't do in that situation till you are put in those situations. And I had to live and I had to learn. And you are going to probably you know, judge me. We didn't have a spiritual guidance before we got married or actually throughout our marriage and really until the ending of my marriage. We didn't have that structure of a church foundation. We didn't have that. and. That's what I mean when I say the cornerstone. If you do not have that spiritual stone, nothing else is going to matter. It's all going to crumble down, period. It's just a matter of time. So even before we got married, signs arose itself immediately. You know, I can remember my ex-husband coming to my mom's house and asking me to come out into the hallway so as we're sitting on the steps in the hallway he starts to cry and you know i'm just wondering why he's crying he starts saying you know i'm sorry doylees i'm sorry I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm like, well, what are you sorry for? So he was like, I went to the doctor and, you know, make a long story short, he had the itch. And I'm like, the first thing I thought about, like I'm pregnant, like, so I had to immediately go to the doctor. I was negative. Right off the bat, that was a clear sign. And then even on my part, you know, maybe a, a week and a half before the wedding, I cheated on him. I told him immediately, when he got off for work, and, you know, we talked about it. I asked him if he wanted to continue with the marriage because he doesn't have to. He has a choice. Either he wants to say, you know, I can't do that, Or he can continue and we can continue to go on with the marriage. He wanted to continue and he wanted to get married. I think we both felt pressure to get married as early as we did. And it was like two weeks after my 18th birthday. My birthday is August the 12th and we got married August the 23rd. And my mom came to him and was like, I don't need any more grandkids kids out of wedlock and I'm listening to him telling me what she said and I'm like look hold on please do not marry me because I'm pregnant my mom has no right to even say anything about anybody's kids being out of wedlock she had four kids out of wedlock please don't marry me because I'm pregnant he said I'm not marrying you Doraleece because you're pregnant. I'm in love with you. And so we ended up getting married. The wedding day was like, ugh. My granddaddy ended up walking me down the aisle to Luther Vandross here and now. And we decided to write our own wedding vows. And as I'm walking up, to the owl me and my granddaddy start talking and he's trying to make me laugh so he was like now you know you're you're gonna have to start cooking for this man right I said yes sir I know he was like I'm not playing I was like the yes sir was horrible every piece of the food tastes like liquid smoke And it was a sheet cake instead of a wedding cake. but And it was hot, middle of the summer. But I was happy. But I wasn't in love. I love the concept of getting married. But I didn't know how to be a wife. I didn't even know how to be a woman. And who am I? Life. am I going to ask for advice on how to be married? I couldn't go to my pastor's wife. I mean, she was already running people out to church. So I didn't have a good example of even what a wife or a marriage is supposed to look like. Man, I didn't know how to be a wife. I didn't know how to be a mother. But I was willing to try. I honestly, I was willing to try. You know, we didn't have a spiritual guide. We didn't have someone to sit down and do premarital classes with us. We didn't have that. We didn't have someone to you know, tell us this is not the best time for you guys to get married right now. Everybody was pushing us to get married. You know, maybe it's because of my past and they wanted me out of their her and put the problems on him. I don't know. But we was not ready to get married, but we did. We shouldn't have gotten and... married that soon. We did not have a cornerstone we did not have a spiritual foundation to build up home on we had infidelity before we even got married on both parts it was like i was so ready to get out my mother's house i really didn't even think about it and i thought that I loved him and it was so many emotions and it came so quickly and I was pregnant and I didn't want to stress out too much because I just had a miscarriage the year before. My mom, she kept telling my ex-husband she didn't want any more grandkids out of wedlock. So that made him feel like even worse, I guess, inside. You know, And I told him not to even pay no attention to her Do not marry me just because I'm pregnant I will be cool by myself, me and my child I want you to marry me Because you want to marry me And because you love me That woman has no clue what love is Trust me She has four kids, her own self, out of wedlock. You know what hurt the worst? My own two sisters did not come to my wedding. You know, my pregnancy was amazing. My ex-husband was amazing. He was there every step of the way, every emotions, and it just seemed like he connected with our child before she was even born. They had that connection that it was a true daughter. My oldest child connection. was born February 18, 1999. This was the most happiest day of my life. She smelled so good. She <laughs> smelled like fresh flowers. I cried as soon as I seen her because I got what I what I so desperately wanted. I've dreamed about being a mother and I finally was a mother. After everyone went home, after I bathed her and bathed myself, I held her so tight, I did nothing but pray over her. Pray for myself that I will be allowed to protect her, to guide her, to love her, to teach her, to laugh with her, and to also cry with her. Right then and there, I made my child a promise I will always be that one person that she can count on until she leaves this earth. You know, the spiritual wall has a lot to do with me feeling like he took that spiritual lead in my life that he was supposed to have. And he destroyed it. And he made me feel like, what am I doing this for? You know, being married is supposed to be a God union. And you sitting here making it basically a game out of it. Taking someone's spiritual level and guidance and turning it around for your benefit and making it seem like it's in your and our family's benefit for you to pretend like you're this different person on the outside but treat me like shit behind closed doors you know that man knew enough about the bible he was brought up in the church too you know his mom is an ordained pastor so, he knew more about the Bible and church than I certainly did. So, when it came to church, it was like, not, but I felt like he knew more. So, maybe he knows what that's and. You know, I didn't know that, you know, my granddad always said that a man is the head of a household. You know, him knowing more in the Bible than I did took an advantage, like, he can play that, that dominant spiritual role. I mean, come on, y'all. Life. Who's really going to teach me how to be a wife? Who did I have in my past to teach me how to be a wife, let alone how to be a woman, period? And as years passed, I fell in love with that man. And when I say in love, I honestly, truly fell in love with that man. that's it, babies. Thank you guys for listening. And continue to pray for me and my family as we continue this journey. Stay tuned for the next episode. hey babies we made it welcome to d's corner a spot to showcase any god-given talent whether it's from dance, poem, drawings, cooking, interpretation, dance, spoken word please visit my facebook page d's billetalk for more information
2: From the day I was born, I had one question that plagued my mind, and it wouldn't leave me, so in my late night hours, I would try to find a kind of answer to this uncertainty of mine. Do I have worth? So I did all I could to prove that I did. I practiced, I prepared, and I performed. Sometimes I performed well, and my worth appreciated and I knew it because others would tell me. They told me that I mattered, they told me that I was valued, they told me that I was seen. But there was a dark side to these reactions, a cause for personal retraction, a reason that instilled fear behind this glamorous veneer. Sometimes I failed. Sometimes I performed poorly and my worth depreciated, and I knew it because others would tell me. They told me that I messed up, they told me that I had no value, they told me that I was clearly seen, or rather that my mistakes were. So the thought that plagued my mind, and never declined, it only increased like a plus sign. Do I have worth? At times it felt like I did, and other times it felt like I didn't, and I was crushed in the confusion of my chaos. Then that day came, I felt worthless, like a computer that kept crashing, like an engineer that kept rehashing, like a newlywed couple that kept clashing. I was worthless. Or at least I thought I was. Then these words hit me, God doesn't make junk. It was hard to admit because I was completely unfit. I was about to lose it as I heard the words of this skit, the words that would later acquit me. God doesn't make junk. A beautiful creature created in the hands of a magnificent creator and nothing will change this past, present, or future I have worth. I may fail a hundred times, I may fail a thousand times, I may fail 10,000 times, but nothing will change the truth that has liberated this heart of mine, that I have worth. And today, I boldly proclaim the conclusion to the question that crushed me like cancer, that freed me when I found the answer, that I have worth. So do you because God has created you with words.
0: This is Dee, you've been listening to Dee's Pillow Talk. I just wanted to take the time to say thank you to God for the opportunity to use this platform to encourage and uplift women and men to help and to teach, to learn from and to heal with the ones who are in need. I wanted to take the time to thank my five beautiful souls that i brought in this world because without them, I am no more. For this is my life my destiny my gift and my talent i want to thank my family and my boyfriend they have shown me that there is still light at the end of the tunnel it is up to me if i choose to stand still or to walk through it thank you to all my listeners and the people that continue to pray and believe in me a special thanks goes out to my twin sister i love you sissy from the room to the grave. All comments, questions, or suggestions should be left at Lynn Guy 856 at gmail.com or D's Pillow Talk on Facebook. Thank you, guys. Tune in to my next episode.